0: Today's episode of Wine and Dime is sponsored by Rooted Planning Group, a fee-only financial planning firm that believes life is about events, supported by your dollars and cents. And we want to help you achieve your goals. Hop on over to www.rootedpg.com to learn more about the services. Every week, it's my goal to share financial information that helps you in both your life and financial vineyard. We hope it takes you from your roots to the journey of your vines and the influences in the air that have helped craft your delicious life. Like wine, life and finances have different palettes that should be celebrated and not judged. Hello, wine and dime listeners. Amy Irvine here, and I'm going to be sharing with you a bit of information that I learned while I was at a conference in February, early February, with a company called LLIS. For those of you that don't know what LLIS is, it is a company that writes life insurance, disability, long term care for fee only planners. So they are the folks that we work really closely with since We don't write uh, life insurance policies or long term care policies or disability policies because they pay uh, in a commission um, manner. That's just how insurance policies pay as a general rule. So, since we can't accept commissions to be considered a fee only financial planner, and we don't accept anything from LLIS either except education, they are the ones that actually write the policies when we recommend it for a lot of our clients. So, they're one of our predominant providers. They offered a conference in February on Clearwater Beach, and they went through some amazing information that I thought would be nice to share with you. So I'm breaking this up into two parts so that you can learn what I learned at that conference. Now, I know insurance doesn't sound like it's the most exciting thing in the world to learn about, but I'm hoping to share with you some really important information that might be you might be wondering about when it comes to insurance. Before we get there, however, I do want to uh, let you know that our wine portion of the show going forward for the rest of the year is going to be an around the world theme. So I'm going to be picking wineries from different areas, um, matching it up to foods that might work really well uh, from that particular area. And we're going to try to pick a different region and country every month. I'm going to have to start with my hometown uh, well, home state, I should say, and one of my favorite wineries that exists in that state, and that's Prejean. So for the next two episodes, because that's the rest of February, that's what I'm gonna be focusing on. Now today, I because we were talking, specifically gonna be talking about some underwriting FYIs, I picked a wine that is probably a little more advanced in complexity because underwriting is extremely complex. And it's also a specialty wine Wine, which underwriting also is a specialty. The name of the wine that I would recommend, and it's a little on the pricier side, but Brett and I have been really pleased with it, is called Boson's Mate. Boson's Mate was designed by Tom Prejean, who is the winery owner. And it's actually a tribute to his dad. Now, if you go online to prejeanwinery.com and you look up Boson's Mate, it really doesn't talk about the story behind it. It just talks about the blend of the wine. But you need to learn about the story behind Bosun's Mate. So I'm not going to spoil that. This is a cliffhanger. Go out and learn why he named it Bosun's Mate and the family history behind it. I think you'll love the story as much as the wine. Um, I very, Brett and I very much enjoyed it. So moving into the hot topic of this particular podcast, one of the things that I found very intriguing was the post-COVID underwriting. So the one of the things, okay, so let me back up. The The speaker for that particular topic specializes, Jennifer Stiles is her name. She specializes in new business and in underwriting. And what I was really shocked about when she was talking was that, we often think every, you know, a lot of our folks think, oh, I'm healthy, I'll get the best rating. But she mentioned that about 70% of people are approved at standard. So if you get above standard, then you're in a pretty small minority. So that was very eye opening to me. So if you're thinking about any kind of life insurance, or, um, you know, the underwriting process of life insurance, that was a staggering number to me. And today's topic, that's really what we're going to be focusing on is specifically the life insurance process. But again, some of this would be true of anything, uh, but I am going to be talking about disability and long-term care uh, along you know, the way with, with this particular series that I'm doing. So just as an FYI, there are four areas of underwriting was what we were taught. Lifestyle, medical history, financial, and family history. When it comes to lifestyle, what they're looking for are things like hazardous activity, drug and alcohol, driving record, foreign travel. Those kinds of things are the things that they're looking for. And by the way, when it comes to the drug and alcohol, marijuana is considered a drug. And they do ask the difference between smoking versus edibles. And because more and more states are opening up to this, it is a question that. they're digging into a little bit more. And there are certain companies that are more favorable towards the use of this product than other companies. So just again, FYI on that. When it comes to medical history, again, 70% of people that this particular, so it's interesting that 70% are approved at standard, but also that 70% of the clients that LLIS has interviewed are on some sort of anxiety and depression medication. So don't feel like that's a barrier of getting it. And also as an FYI, this is something I did not know. Prescription: There's a prescription database that's utilized when they pull your medical history. So there, this is something that when you fill out the application, you're signing off on, they can pull this kind of information, just like they can pull your driving record. So there's this prescription database And they code it by green, yellow, and red. That's the colors that they use in the database. I did not know that that actually existed, but it does. And then they, of course, are going to look at your medical records, which typically takes about 30 days to, to gather that information, unless your physician has electronic health records. There may be able, you may be able to get, you know, that information a little bit quicker if that's the case. There's also something called MIB, and we were laughing because it's not standing for Men in Black. It's Medical Information Bureau. Anytime you apply for insurance, it's entered into that database anytime you apply for insurance. So we they do that because they want to make sure somebody isn't over-insured for any particular reason. And when we ask that question, like, what's the big deal? The reason actually is because this is, you're going to laugh, but the reason is because insurance companies could actually be held liable if an individual is Overinsured and they are murdered because they are overinsured. Sit on that one for a minute, right? But that's actually the reason uh, as to why. Uh, the database, partially why the database was formed. There are also some companies are also starting to use dental records, uh, especially with lab free approval now. Um, looking for smokers, honestly, is what they're looking for. So if you say on your application you're not a smoker, and they get your dental records and it's clearly noted in there, so they're starting to look at that. And there is some ties I've read recently between your oral health and your physical health uh, as well. So they are starting to look more at that. And there are some insurance companies that are starting to utilize wearable devices to bump you up in an approval class, you can provide your workouts, um, your good diet habits, all of those sort of things, and it may actually bump you up a a rating level. One thing that they mentioned to us was if there is a change in health now under the medical section, if you have a change in health prior to when the under writing starts and when the policy is issued. For example, if a client is diagnosed with COVID or something else, we may need to wait 30 days to actually get the policy in place, even if they've gone through the underwriting. Hopefully that doesn't start the process all over again, but it could. On the financial side, one of the things that they want to look at on the financials for underwriting is just to make sure that there is um, that there isn't something that is, you know, again, a risk factor associated with, with your uh, underwriting process. So they just want to make sure that there isn't something that stands out to them that shows, you know, like gambling background or a bankruptcy, because if you're, if you're not financially, if you're financially taking risks, that could mean that your risk rating increases. So it's not, again, it's not like it's going to hurt prohibit you from getting it. But they also want to look at things like income replacement and estate protection and the amount of death deathbed allowed based on your age and your income and your family needs. And if you have college, if you don't have college. So there's a lot of things to that, that goes into the underwriting when it comes to the financial side. And then finally, as I mentioned, family history. This is where they're looking for any kind of specific family history that might be applicable to you. For your parents, parents and your siblings, typically. That's what they're looking for specifically is parents and siblings. They want to know if your parents and siblings have any kind of medical history that might make you a higher rating. They specifically want to know diagnosis a lot of times prior to, for parents and siblings prior to age 60. And for long-term care, any parental history of dementia could come into play. There are a lot of companies that are now starting to promote themselves as possible lab-free companies, but it's only about 30%, 30% when it comes to the medical side as an FYI. And um, if they, especially um, companies were looking to keep this kind of thought process during COVID, but the automated underwriting is is getting more and more common. However, that has its pros and cons because sometimes uh, people will answer things in a certain way and Having, if you had a chance to talk to an agent, you, you know, you could have, you might misunderstand what the question is, is what I'm getting at. But more and more companies are going to that automated underwriting. The consumers can get a report if it comes back, if there's some reason what, that it gets declined, but they do have to ask for that Um you know, so if you apply for something and it's this automated underwriting, and they decline it for something, you can ask for a report. And if something goes through automation, then can't it, it can't be pulled back through full underwriting, even um, even if it did, because it likely won't improve the results. Just as an FYI, there are a couple companies that do offer this uh, lab free. Um, but it really depends on your situation. So we still encourage you to talk with us and and to talk with LLIS to, to get some pre-quotes and some pre-suggestions on which direction you might want to, to uh, follow. Also just wanted to let you know that there are some, when it comes to the underwriting and the automation approval scores that kind of come into play. In 2021, um, there were items that were listed under. There's like different categories of things, like high blood pressure or blood pressure medication or cholesterol or like certain categories that would have probably gotten you covered. Um, but now, post 2021, it's probably not likely to get preferred, even though it would have prior to 2021. It there's a whole like charting system. They use these scores for approvals. So again, FYI, it is something that you should be aware of, and we can dig into in your specific situation should you uh, need, have the need for something uh, it, for you or your family. So I know that this was a lot of information to digest. You may want to re-listen to this podcast if it uh, if it's pertinent to you, or you know, if if not necessarily right now, but you know, somebody who might be going going through the underwriting process you may want to forward this podcast to them to listen to and um you know think through their situation none of the things that i mentioned is going to prohibit you from getting life insurance it's just simply something that you should understand so because there's a lot of confusion like i think i said initially you know a lot of people think well i have a really healthy lifestyle i'm i'm pretty healthy uh, things have definitely changed over the last few years and standard is still good just We don't want you to think that you should go into this with a, well, I have a a really healthy life, um, so I'm going to get preferred. Only 30% of people actually do get, um, well, only 70, most people get standard is the way I should say it, because some people get some standard and some people get preferred. Well, we appreciate you listening to the show today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We would love it if you would share it with your friends and rate us on iTunes so that more people can find us like you did. Also feel free to go out to rootedplanninggroup.com. So it's rootedpg.com and sign up for our newsletter because we constantly have information coming out that you might find informational in nature. Thanks everyone. And we hope you enjoyed your day.